Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Russ McDonald, and this is my podcast, It's All About the Gospel. Hello, you all. We are back once again with our podcast. Uh, Just glad to be back with you once again. I didn't really uh, record uh, any for a little while there. Uh, Just uh, doing a lot of studying and listening and learning, trying to, uh, so that I can bring you the best uh, information that I can, that can be a blessing to you. So here we are, and uh, it's all about the gospel, and that's what we're going to continue to do to be an encouragement to you. So let's get to it. Uh, This podcast today is called No Boasting Allowed in the Gospel. No Boasting Allowed in the Gospel. And that's important. You know, that's not uh, stated a whole lot, uh, but that's really, really important. And I want to share pretty much just a couple of verses, unless uh, that's what I've planned on doing and, and looked at. But uh, if something comes to mind, well, we may look at another verse or mention a few or whatever. But nonetheless, um, so let's look at uh, the first verse, and it's really kind of a couple of verses um, right now. But it says uh, in Romans chapter 2, verse 26, he says, uh, To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that's Jesus' righteousness, that he might be just... And the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Um, So, uh, and it says, the very next verse is really the the main verse I want to share with you. Verse 27 says, Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. So right there, we see that this boasting, this idea about boasting, uh, that there's no boasting allowed in ourselves. We cannot boast in ourselves. We cannot boast in anyone else other than the Lord. That's the only boasting that is allowed. And that's really important. The reason why that's so important, as I'm sure you probably can imagine, that uh, it's important because we can't do anything so that we could boast in ourselves. That all of the credit of our salvation goes to the Lord. All of it. Through the gospel, he's the one that died for us. He was buried. He rose from the dead. He did all the work. He still, right now, as the Bible says, he's in heaven interceding for us, and he is awaiting the moment when he will burst through the door of reality and bring us to be uh, in heaven with him. Okay, so there's no boasting in ourselves. It's all in the Lord. And this, it shouldn't be that difficult, but we don't put enough thought, enough uh, preaching into that uh, because, you know, we want to we want to continually tell everybody what they need to be doing. Tell all Christians what you need to be doing, what you're doing wrong, what you need to be doing that's right. You're doing this wrong. You need to be doing this that's right. You're failing in this area, and you need to not fail in that area. And uh, you're not succeeding in this area, and you need to succeed in this area. And it's always about the things that we need to be doing. And what happens when we do that, it creates uh, uh, really two uh, situations. One, in which people 
uh, can't live up to that because we really cannot live up to the perfect ideal. We'd all like to be there. <laughs> we would all like to be perfect. So then we can't live up to that. So number one, when we can't live up to that, what, what happens with many people is that they quit. They give up. They, they realize I can't meet this standard that someone is trying to tell me to meet, that they are, they are condemning me when I can't meet it. They're requiring me to, to meet this standard or else I'm not a good Christian or else I'm not uh, complete, uh, else I'm, I'm lacking something or whatever the case. So they give up. And then secondly, uh, you know, if they don't uh, realize that they can't meet the standard and then they give up, or they, they see this high standard and they do everything they can and they meet whatever particular standard. Uh, and, and, that, that, and it's always, when they do that, that's always done in a way that is incomplete. We always do that. When, that's what the law caused people to do as well. That it caused people to try to meet a standard but what they did was they would fudge it a little bit. They would meet some particular standards that were important in their mind, and then those that were particularly more difficult or those that didn't seem as important, then they didn't bother with meeting those particular standards. Okay? So, uh, that's, but that's what happens. Number one, people realize they can't meet the standard and they quit. Or number two, people realize this high standard and then they meet the standard, at least they think they do. And what happens in that ca case, and number two, is that they then become prideful and boasting about all they have done. And then they preach their standard. They preach their idea of what must be done, that everyone must meet the standard they are saying, even though they don't meet other standards. They don't meet in other ways. This is what Jesus was talking to the Pharisees about, that they would tithe on their, on their spices but they would ignore the weightier matters of the law, like mercy and love and those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, so th that's what we're saying here. When you preach a condemning message or a message of extremely high standards that people must meet in order to be a true Christian, in order to be close to God, in order to be right with God, those are standards that cannot be met. And so people either give up or they pretend that they meet those standards and they get boastful. So that, that's really where that, that goes. So re regarding these standards and things, we would all like to not make mistakes so that we could be happy with ourselves, so that we could fulfill ourselves, so that we wouldn't need Jesus, basically. So we wouldn't need a Savior. I heard a, a preacher say this that I thought was just excellent. Um, he said this, Jesus didn't die so that eventually we would have it all together and wouldn't need a Savior anymore. <laughs> I thought that was just profound. How true it is that Jesus didn't die for us so that we could finally get all our ducks in a row and then, then we wouldn't need him anymore. That, that was not his point. That is not, that's not the purpose of salvation. 
salvation, and I've told my church this, and uh, the salvation was uh, uh, provided for us so that we could have unfettered access to God so that our sin would not be in the way, so our sin would be taken care of and just taken out of the way, and that now, as the Bible says, we can boldly come to the throne of grace to find help in our time of need, to find help in our time of need. That's what salvation is about. It's about God uh, tearing away everything that was in the way of us having a personal relationship with Him. So we could experience Him and we could have this relationship together, together. All right? Not that, uh, um, not because He needs us to need Him, but so that we could experience Him meeting our daily needs throughout life, even when we're at our worst or at our best. You know, that that's the case, is that he wants to meet our needs on a daily basis, a continual basis. He wants to do that. He wants to walk this walk with us. He wants to live this life with us. He wants to take this journey with us. But we're always continually, many many times, and many maybe many sermons you've heard, many church services you've been in, has been all about, hey, you need to fix all of this. You need to fix all of this. And yes, there's plenty of time and plenty of good reasons to rebuke people when they sin, to teach people not to sin. Absolutely, because we're hurt ourselves when we sin. We're hurting our brothers and sisters in Christ when we sin. We're hurting strangers. We're hurting, uh, uh, you know, the damage we do goes well beyond what we can see. And yes, yes, let's, let's try to do those things, but let's not get to the point to where everything's always about, hey, you need to get everything right in your life. Get everything right. Get everything right. And everything that's wrong, get it out of your life. Get it out of your life. And so that you can be perfect is really what we're pushing people towards. Without realizing it, we're saying, get everything right in your life and get perfect so that you won't need Jesus anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's where it goes. That's, that's the idea. That's the idea. We don't ever really put forth this idea that, yeah, let's, let's instead look at what Jesus has already done in the totality and finished work that he's done. Let's look at that. Let's be satisfied with what he has done. And then let's walk with the Lord every day. And when we go through problems, when we stumble and fall because of our sin, then let's realize that he is still right there and that he's teaching us, that he's not uh, beating us over the head, that he's not spanking us every time that we fall short because he's already experienced every single sin that we will have ever committed. He's already experienced it and died for it. So our sins don't surprise him. He knows it. He's already experienced it. He knows it because he's God, but he knows it because he's already experienced it. He became sin for us so that we could be made the righteousness of God in him. He became sin. He experienced our sin in a way we probably never will so that we wouldn't have to. 
And so when we go through life and we stumble and fall and we don't want to, we want to be better, we want to do right, we want to follow the Lord, we want to follow the Spirit as He's leading us into truth and righteousness, not into sin and darkness. He doesn't lead us into those things. He leads us rightly. And we want to follow that. We want to do right. But we can understand that our sin doesn't surprise Him. He's already experienced it. He already died for it. He already paid for it. It's paid for. It's done. It's been punished. So he's not punishing you. He is simply teaching you and walking this walk, taking this journey with us. And so that's why there's no boasting allowed because Jesus did it all. Jesus did it all. And so that's what's so important. It says right after that, that when it says boasting is excluded, which by the way, that means it's shut out. It is, it is banished. There's no boasting whatsoever. And, and why? He says, by the law of works? No, but by the law of faith. Because that's how we come to know Christ is by faith. It's by faith. And, you know, uh, that's, that's important because works and faith are totally opposite. They're not the same. <laughs> They're not the same. Just as the Bible says, the law was not of faith. Okay? Uh, because the law was of works. The law was of works. Okay? But, and the law was not of faith. What is a faith? The righteousness of God is a faith. Right? The law could never produce that because we could never work for our righteousness. It's a free gift. Righteousness, God's righteousness is a free gift. He says, therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Without the deeds of the law. That's in Romans chapter 3 if, you want, if you're wondering again. Then, as we look back at um, you know, one of the famous verses that we all know and love, uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So there is no boasting, no boasting. But what happens when many times messages are preached or the gospel is given or whatever we tell people, um, or you know what's told to people. I don't say this anymore, uh, but what's told to people uh, be, is that, hey, you need to make sure you turn from all your sins, repent from all your sins, turn from your old way of life. Uh, you know, uh, repent from all of these evil deeds that you've ever done. Stop doing those evil deeds. Or repent. Feel bad about it and repent and turn from your sins and all these kind of things. And I'm not against repenting, but we have to know what repenting actually is. <laughs> what New Testament repenting actually is. And, but when we do those kinds of things and people come to the Lord and people can get saved and have been saved through those messages for centuries and, and thousands of years since Christ, those messages have been preached here and there in different times, different ways. And the Holy Spirit uses those messages to, 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 to bring people to Jesus. He does. But what happens many times is when people come to Christ through that message, they hear that in their mind. Their heart, though, responds to the simple invitation from the Holy Spirit, and they get saved through uh, turning to Christ. They get saved by repenting from themselves and turning to Christ, right? Repenting from self-righteousness, turning to Christ. And uh, But then, if they're hearing these messages, they say, wow, look at all the repenting I did. And then they look down on other people saying, how dare you have not 
those of you that have not repented yet, you should have repented like me. That's, that's the way people think. We can't help it. If that's the message, hey, you need to do some certain things here in order to get saved. You need to turn and, and repent, repent from all your sins. Stop all your sins. Commit to not wanting to do any of those sins anymore. Clean yourself up, basically. Make yourself clean so that when you come to Christ, he can clean you, right? <laughs> I mean, that, that uh, ridiculous idea, that's what we say. And it causes boasting. It causes boasting. It, it just, it, it's inevitable. If we believe what the speaker is saying, if we believe that the, the message that someone is preaching, that we need to, uh, to do that, repent of all our sins, then boasting occurs. No, there's no boasting. For by grace are you saved through faith. Through faith. Grace through faith. It's God's grace. And your faith is the uh, size of a mustard seed, Jesus talked about. That childlike faith, that tiny faith, that's what it takes. He says, and, and this salvation, this is not of yourselves. It's not of you. Remember, the Bible says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. He was the designer. He came up with the plan. He instituted the plan, and he finished the plan. He did it all. And then he drew you with his spirit. He convinced you in your heart. You listened to him, and yes, you did turn in your heart to him. You turned away from, your, from trusting yourself into trusting him. But it's just a trusting. This is not a, a grand work. Okay, it's not a grand work. It's as, uh, the Bible does mention a couple of times that it is a work of faith. But that is in contrast to those that think that you have to do the works of the law. The works of the law are stopping sinning. That's what the works of the law is. That's what the law says. The law says, don't do those things. And so when we say, hey, you need to repent of your sins, we're saying you need to stop those sins. So we're preaching the law. And then there comes boasting. That's what Israel was all about. They're all about boasting. That's why they look down on the Gentiles so much. They constantly look down on the Gentiles because they could boast in that they were God's special people because they were keeping the law, because they did this and they did that. They were special. They did all these things. And so, yeah, they would boast. And that's why, that's one of the main reasons why they still, and is certainly why in the Bible, they rejected the message of the gospel because there's no boasting in it. There's no boasting. Because we come and what instead of boasting, it's the exact opposite. We come with humility, humbleness, meekness, brokenness. That's how we come because we come as a sinner. Everyone does, Jew and Gentile alike. Realizing that Jesus paid all of it. He did all the work. And so that's important that we understand that. So uh, there's no boasting. No boasting in the gospel. There's no boasting in your Christian life. The gospel is your Christian life. It's what you stand in. It's what you walk in. That, that's your life. The gospel is not just, you know, let's get saved and then let's move on from the gospel and leave the gospel behind. No, the gospel is every day. It's your life. It's every part of who you are. That is life. And so there's no boasting in salvation. There's no boasting in your walk. There's no boasting in uh, anything that we do. Okay? All right. So I hope that that's a help to you, uh, that you'll look to God and boast in the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. That's what we want to do is boast in the Lord. The more we can boast in the Lord, what does that mean? That's just praising Him. 
That's gratitude. Boasting in the Lord is praise and gratitude. That's what it is, and that's what the Bible calls us to do. Praise Him uh, and, and live in gratitude. Those things are the will of God for us. And so if you do those things, you're boasting in the Lord, then you're fulfilling part of the will of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I hope that that helps you today and you have a blessed day. And uh, if you have any comments or questions, <clears throat> email me at thegospelpodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. God bless.